0: Hey everybody! Welcome back to You're Wrong, Luciano, in our never-ending quest to review the new Star Wars worlds. Uh, what is everybody wrong about this week, <sighs> Matt? This
1: week, everybody is wrong about the rise of Skywalker, and I would say you know whoever is responsible for this abomination is wronger than most people. Um,
0: Disney, but, yeah, JJ Abrams,
1: yeah keep going.
0: Chris Terrio.
1: Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Everybody, everybody okay. that's involved in making this abomination is wrong. So let me just uh, give our, our listeners a little bit of a synopsis of what we're talking about. So excellent. Star Wars, this, the rise of Skywalker, also known as episode nine uh, was directed, co-written and produced also called, you know, also could be said pooped on by JJ Abrams um, and it stars uh, Carrie Fisher, Mark Hamill, Adam Driver, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaacs, Anthony Daniels, Naomi Aki, Domna Gleason, that I just recently found out is Brendan Gleeson's son, Richard E. Grant, Lupita Nyong'o, Carrie Russell, Jonas Sotamo, Kelly Marie Tran, even though she's only in this for like two minutes. Ian McDermott and Billy D. Williams um, so the movie picks up where the last one dropped off and uh, it right away spoils the fact that the fucking emperor is alive
0: yeah uh, also it does it does not pick up from where the last movie left off it has like an undetermined amount of time in between where the last movie left off and this one does it yeah
1: sure oh that's right because they're okay fine whatever it does not pick. It's not like the seventh one, where uh, seventh to eight, where it's like immediately after. You're ready. Right. No, no, they've been
0: out there doing stuff.
1: Yeah, and Ray has been training, and apparently Leia is a Jedi master
0: now. We'll get to that. Um, Spoiler alert: She's not really, but maybe kind of.
1: Yeah, and so basic. The basic premise is, you know, the P- Palpatine's back, and now they're. Going, trying to find where he is, which is a planet called Exegol, which is another hidden Sith base, apparently, or mm-hmm. like, like sacred Sith planet or whatever they call him.
0: Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And they have these, uh, what do they call them? There's, there's, they call them a thing Wayfinders. Is it Wayfinders?
0: Let's go with it. Okay, I don't remember either. Sith Wayfinder, it sounds <laughs> evil.
1: Yeah, and they're trying to go to this uncharted planet, Exegol, to find Palpatine and you know, obviously Kylo. Well, we don't know what Kylo wants, but.
0: Well, so Kylo Ren is trying to find it, and we don't know why. He just starts the movie with trying to find it, right? Uh, yes. So we have no idea why he's trying to find it, but he's searching around, murdering people and uh, on a planet, and then he gets to a box and opens it up, and he finds a wayfinder. Right. Well, it doesn't really
1: show why he's there. It just shows that he's, like, massacring a bunch of people. Yeah. And then yeah. he picks up the, the... Okay, before we get into the thing, so...
0: Sure, but I was just going to say, that's why he's there, right? To yeah, get that fair thing. enough.
1: Anyways. So let me just finish the synopsis. Wrap this the rest of the longest it. longest synopsis of the, of the history of space and time. Um, so there... Poppatine's back. He has this thing called, now, the final order.
0: Mm-hmm
1: which does not sound like the final solution at all. Not at all. And basically uh, it's a race against time, I guess. To... Yeah, I,
0: I was never clear on why. <laughs> yeah,
1: me neither. And so it's a race against time to get to Exegol and either help or stop Popatum, right? That's, that's really the premise.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Pick your poison. Yeah. Okay. And so...
1: Let me just preface this with this one, like, little thing. This is an awful movie. Awful. Like,
0: this movie makes the prequels look good. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And if you, take, if you were to take the the eleven Star Wars movies, um, that includes all the 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 three trilogies and then the two standalones, um. Where would you put this one? Don't have to give it a number. Just dead last.
1: Dead, dead last. last. Like I can I can't believe I found something worse than Revenge, like Revenge of the Sith or Solo. But actually,
0: honestly, Revenge of the Sith was of the three trilogy, first trilogies, the best movie.
1: I disagree with that. That's a conversation for another time.
0: We're not covering those right now.
1: Yeah, but anyway, any of those three are better than this. This is what right. this is my point.
0: That's I mean that's not a preface, that's a that's your take, right? We do kind of the your yeah. high level assessment of the movie and you fucking hated it is, is Yes,
1: that's so. the joke, you idiot. Uh
0: okay. Um I am also gonna preface this with um <laughs> Narrative License. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the only way I can explain what happened to this entire movie or like all the things that happened to this entire movie. And I tried so very hard to say, okay, you did. These aren't my choices, but given what the choices are, does this make sense? Is this believable? And even with narrative license, (laughs) I couldn't get there most of the time.
1: Yeah. If you guys don't know, we watched this one together because we thought we'd share the pain. And I yeah. thought I think it was a good idea.
0: Yeah, if you're lucky, we'll release that.
1: No, let, let let leave it a surprise.
0: I oh. think the cat's out of the bag. Anyways, I so know. <laughs> um, here's the thing: we're going to try to review this movie fairly. But Speak for yourself. Understand that in our hearts, it's going to be almost impossible. Yeah. Where, where would you like to start? So
1: I was going to say, let's let's get the good out of the way first. Because it's going to be an easier job. Because there's not a lot of it. Okay. So he, I'll, I'll tell you all of the, the things that I actually did enjoy in this movie. Mm. Number one, first and foremost, I had by a good margin is Babu Freak. Yep. He's just genuinely funny. It's a small part there, but like it's just... That's where that to me that's the kind of thing that Star Wars and, and humor are supposed to be. Yeah, it's not overt, it's not forced, it's just funny.
0: Yeah, just so everybody's clear on who Babu Frick was, because it kind of skips by. But he is the hacker. They go to that weird planet where Carrie Russell is. Um,
1: uh, Kimijiri or something like that.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, spoiler alert: that planet blows up like literally. 20 minutes later so who gives a shit <laughs> um, and and I yeah I agree with you Biofric was awesome I I can't stop laugh, laughing at when he was talking about erasing C3PO's memory and he's like Draco black black <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like it's just like so perfect yeah <laughs> an that, explanation of like what's happening to his brain yeah,
1: my favorite part is when he goes he you know comes back online and starts explaining shit and he goes Ha-ha! It's good. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> just just a man taking pride in his work. It, yes. Yes. Perfect.
1: That's that's amazing. So that, probably my favorite part or my favorite thing in this whole movie is yeah. is is that character. Uh I also, I like it visually too. Like all three movies, there's one thing you can't fault any of them for is how beautiful they are visually. Uh, the cinematography and the photography is great. Yeah. Um even the scenes that don't make sense have good <laughs> at least they have good you know, visuals. Yeah. Um The space battle, even at the end is pretty cool. Uh, you know, Palpatine being Palpatine at the end is pretty cool. Like the, the whole, even, even the, like the way he is sort of like ghoulish before, you know, the whole thing with the dyad, we will get into that. And, and, you know, even the, the whole scene with, with the forest lightning thing that those are all like very, very well put together visually. I can't complain about that. Um what else did I like? I like JD and Turk in this. Yeah. That's great.
0: <laughs> when when Ray convinced him that it was fun. Yeah. No,
1: like, oh, yeah, it's totally. I was so glad you're here. Really,
0: really <laughs> glad you're here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And yeah. uh, there are bits and pieces of like genuinely funny like banter between some characters which is, is cool. Um I'm trying really hard here. What else? Um, uh, go ahead. You don't, you
0: don't, don't kill yourself. I'm, don't think, kill yourself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Thanks. I think that like, if I was going to pick on some bigger overall um, points, um, I, I think the other things I would say is, I, you know, if you're talking about character narratives, I think Huck's, well, he kind of disappeared. I think his character arc finished mostly in an interesting way for his character. Like it made sense the the, the yeah. turn he took and spoiler alerts, obviously if you're listening to this, you've watched the movie or don't care to, but like the fact that he's a spy and tries to like fuck over um, Kylo makes complete sense. And I thought that was like the one of the few well done characters that completely made sense. Um, yeah. It was to, very,
1: it was very in character yeah, all that he did.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, I like that, you know, Luke came back as a force ghost. That was a nice touch. Um, really that's the only ghost I like coming back okay um, well I, just I it, it, makes, it,
1: made, it made sense yes it made, it sense,
0: made sense, sense for him sense. to come back and talk to Ray like he yeah. he he was her master I don't know it gets weird they it's just,
1: just yeah it's just that that particular thing is just more of the problems we've seen with the other movies which is trying to rehash what happened in the older movies without understanding the significance of things but in this case I agree like it makes sense
0: for him to yeah come back. It, I think that's. I'm done with being nice about this because we're 10 minutes in and we said some nice things about it. Um, (laughs) The challenge here is that all of the decisions made in this movie were for reasons that didn't support a good Star Wars world story that built off the previous two movies.
1: Just before we go into that, uh, there's one last thing that I remember that I actually thought it was pretty interesting. was the fact that General Price was you know an old like he served the emperor and then he comes back to talk to them like he it's, there's sort of a conspiracy there to some extent i like that that's very sure that's a very interesting idea and it's very star wars too
0: he probably should have been older because yeah um yeah he was like like he was 35 34 years to to the story and from the last like death star and he looks like he's 50 which means he was 15 when maybe he, was he was helping the emperor, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, um, just the narrative of the whole story is just disconnected and haphazard. It feels like they ran out of time to write a good movie, and they just went with what they had and they pieced it together. And I don't know if that is because they wanted to keep Leia around and they had to force some narrative there. But then she obviously unfortunately passed away, um, Carrie Fisher, so they didn't have her as the character for the story. But. The scenes with her and characters kind of feel weird because they're obviously using stock footage and and like they're, it's like they're talking to nobody <laughs> at times or it feels like. Yeah, it's um, a little
1: disjointed, right?
0: Yeah, and then the whole thing is just, it's like set piece and story plot point to serve the next step to serve the next step, which is not wrong, but all of those pieces that do that don't make sense. Right, like the dagger is the perfect example, right? We we talked about the dagger. But at a high level, just to remind people, they Ray finds the dagger, they find it in like the on that desert planet when they go into the snake's uh tunnel. Uh they pull up this dagger. Where
1: where we learn about Force heal.
0: Where we learn about Force healing for the first time. Yeah. Um great. So she finds this dagger, and then the dagger is the key to finding their their copy of the, the Sith Wayfinder. Yeah. But like, why? Right? Like, and it's not just why a dagger. Like, you want an artifact, I gotta find the secret Sith thing. Great, no big deal. But, you know, they go to it, they they have to hack out C3PO's brain because he's the only person who knows. But they still find the dagger anyways afterwards. So it makes erasing C3PO's memory like less than it actually is.
1: Yeah, and, and also, you know, having having the coordinates without having the dagger would not have worked either or it would have been a lot harder right
0: i, I guess i mean if you think about how she used the dagger like like what like it, it's one of these things where it's like oh she knows the force she knows the exact place to land on the planet well she wasn't flying poe was planning like the dagger lines up to the outline of of the death star the death star has been there for 30 years it just stayed in the same spot even though it's in the middle of an ocean or like
1: like, yeah it didn't corrode it didn't shift it didn't change nothing nothing. happened and
0: and so we're going down this rabbit hole of is it okay this is a narrative choice they made does it make sense versus the narrative choice they made doesn't make sense and that's my thing here like the dagger had this weird sort of like extendo thing and then it helps you find the place to go based on the outline and tagging it there and it's just like, I
1: like that whole idea, but it should not have been with the Death Star. It should have been yeah. with, you know, the mountains on a planet. Or, like, it should have been a lot more, like, obscure and mired in sort of, like, occult or whatever. Like, I have to stand on top of a mountain when the suns are setting. Yeah, and exactly. like, something like that, right?
0: Yeah, Not like, oh, the wreckage of some random ship. Or, if it's going to be in the wreckage of the Death Star... Then it's not some dagger we have to align it yeah. with the like the landscape. It just be like, oh shit, it was in the second Death Star, and they're like, oh that fucker blew up and landed on Endor. Let's go look there.
1: Yeah, like find some sort of a, a hologram, like or something like that, where it says, oh the last holocron or the last sorry the last uh, wayfinder was in the old Death Star. Like the whole thing with the dagger should have been something like it doesn't. It's disjointed, right?
0: It's just a brutal. MacGuffin, for a lack of a other thing
1: yeah it's like those those are two ideas that are okay on their own you know the dagger with the ancient thing and also the the wayfinder being on the death star those are fine but like you can't combine them they don't work together
0: yeah yeah it was like it was two MacGuffins combined into one that made just the most awkward scenario happen. yeah it like it, it invalidates both right yeah, it really does. And that's that's the, that's the crux of the movie. It's just a bunch yep. of actions that invalidate things. And and you said it at the end, right? Like, I don't know how many times we mentioned that the thing that happened in the movie invalidated multiple movies. Like, the, the space sticks on all of the Star Destroyers. Like, a, a lot of this movie, like a good chunk... From the beginning,
1: I, I said this when because Matt's talking about when we were watching this together and i said it like with like five minutes in i said this movie invalidate just invalidated the whole thing right and and they keep on doing that over and over and over again in this movie
0: the emperor shows up right so that's the first one yeah so immediately in the credit uh the scroll or in the or in the in,
1: the in the how do they call it there's a name for it. Fuck.
0: it isn't it the, sc- the crawl or the crawl openings? crawl Open yeah, and crawl. Yeah. Yes. Open yes. And crawl, the Emperor's back. Okay. So we thought he was dead. We saw Vader throw him down the shaft and then like big explosion happened.
1: And then Vader died as his redemption, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Redemption,
0: Plus, gone. Invalidated. Yeah. Um, we have their ability to uh, put space sticks on all the ships that can blow up plants. So now you've invalidated the first Death Star, the second Death Star, and even Star. Is a Star? Star Killer
1: Base, specifically. Star Killer yeah. Base.
0: I wanted to say Star Base Killer, which it's not accurate but <laughs> sounds
1: better it would have been it would have made more sense to have a a, a thing that kills star bases than you know that kills planets but let yeah. you know
0: and and yeah so now and it's and it's this is i don't know if this i think this is jj abram because if i think about the star trek movie as well like and uh, your wife hates this, but, like, in the first Star Trek movie, spoilers, because, <laughs> fuck you guys, they blow up I knew you were going to bring that up. Right? you said your and, wife hates it, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, here we go. And, like, I don't specifically have a problem with them blowing Falcon,
1: but... It's the way that it happened.
0: Yeah, and as you add it all together, it's like, J.J. J. Abrams doesn't know how to tell a story without, like, doing the most extreme thing possible.
1: It's something you said. It's power creep on every way. In every way. Yeah. I have a problem with... Like a bunch of nitpicky things in this movie too, but like one of the main things that I have is, you're telling a story that's supposed to cap, like uh, like six movies, right? If, and, and even if you like, if you completely forget the prequels, which they didn't, because they bring up stuff in this, right? Yeah, Mace Windu's voice appears and all that shit. Like the one thing you're not supposed to do when you're capping a movie series. Is to basically invalidate everything that happened in the other movies. And that's what they, they do this over and over and over again. The fact that so the republic or like the, the rebellion won at the end of Return of the Jedi. And then there's a 30s... and I'm talking about old movies, the, the the trilogy as a whole, this last trilogy as a whole. Right. 35 30-35 years pass, right? And and now Not only did the Republic not put itself together, but we have this First Order, which isn't the Empire, but it's the remnants of the Empire. But apparently they have unlimited resources because they have Star Destroyer still and a million stormtroopers, and they have planets that they're taking over. And as the three movies progress, it gets more and more... Like, the scale of it, to your point, with J.J. not knowing how to do things to the extreme... More and more, the scale of how much they can do and how many resources they have increases. And so by the, the time we get to this movie, having a whole planet as a base, completely invalidated. Why would they need that if they have the space sticks? Um, you know, destroying a, death, uh, a star destroyer was always a big deal for the the rebellion. It's not a big deal now. You destroy one, they have how many on that fucking planet? A billion? Yep, it's fine. Right? Um, you know, there's a whole, there's a six movie arc that we find out at the end. It's a six movie arc of Anakin becoming, going to the dark side and redeeming himself to save his son. Right. Gone. Completely gone. So like this movie is not so much a cap on, on the, 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 like the, the three trilogies, this movie kills the trilogies. In more ways than one.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think this this movie is capping off six movies. I think it's trying to cap off three movies, and and it's just splash damages ruining every other movie before it.
1: Well, it, I mean, it has one way or another. It had the like the burden, really, of completing a
0: nine movie arc, right? Yeah, that's fair. If you want to go to the nine movies, technically it is. Well, it, it didn't need to. Yeah, but it, it positioned it, yeah, exactly. it position itself where it had to because if you you can come and tell these stories and you obviously are going to include Luke and Han and Leia and, and Lando and all the people from the, first, the original three in, in these next set because why not right and I get that like I want to see them and but by the end of it you didn't pass the torch you burned everybody at the stake <laughs> yes I like that <laughs> and then invalidated everything they did by bringing back the Emperor, making him super powerful, making up things so that he can now fire out laser or lightning from his hands and take down ships in the planet's atmosphere. And like, so Vader's death does. It. Vader killing the Emperor didn't matter, right? Han Solo being killed by his son, I guess matters. I don't know. Like he has his arc, but
1: yeah, little it matters more at least.
0: That's fair. He shows up so it matters that he killed him because now he feels bad and now he's going to go help Rey. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like the Rebellion the rebellion won, but they lost because they immediately wipe out everything they did because the stakes have to be higher. And like all these little things they do, it's just like why – like I take a step back from the does this make narrative sense to why did you have to do it this way? Yeah. Like, yes, as Star Wars fans, we were burned when we saw the prequels versus the original trilogy. And, you know, I'll say, you know, I did I love The Force Awakens? No, but it was a good step in the right direction in some ways but in many ways it wasn't. And it just set them up for failure f- for failure because yeah. they, they didn't tell an original story, right? Like they had so many opportunities to pick an interesting story and add new characters and have them interact with the old characters and have the old characters ride off into the sunset. And instead they just rehashed the same story. And it, it's so frustrating to, to start the trilogy off with there's a new resistance and the empire is back. It's like, Holy shit! You have the entire Star Wars universe. There have been hundreds of books and and short stories and all these things written about games, it, whether it's canon or not canon. Yeah. Games, all these things, and you narrow into this one band and do the exact same fucking thing.
1: Yeah, say what you will about the prequels, and and you know maybe one day we'll we'll get to to do the same thing we're doing now with the prequels. Um, but but at least it's an, an original story.
0: Yeah racist but original
1: oh yeah well i mean we can get into that later (laughs) yeah but yeah it's 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 not well done let's put it this way there's a lot of flaws in it and there are a million especially like the things that this movie doesn't suffer from like there's no real bad actors in this movie no or any of the other two they're like acting wise and and even like pacing wise the movie doesn't have a problem nope well, the, like uh, the last of the Jedi has a little bit with the casino thing, but this one does it.
0: Yeah, that's a pacing problem. But
1: yeah, it, it,
0: right. Yeah. It, Acting it's, wise, it's it's great.
1: And even like script wise, in terms of dialogue and and you know uh, interactions between characters, there's some forced banter, especially in the beginning, and that whole thing. They can fly now. They can fly now. They can fly now. Like that's it's forced. But that's the exception, not the rule. On on the prequels, the problem is like the the acting and the dialogue is terrible, right? But the story is there. You can argue with how it was implemented, but the story is there, and it's not a bad story in terms of, right? There are some weird decisions that George Lucas took, but this this is not like. A, so this is the problem. <clears throat> the like the story isn't served by the way that that the script is written if that makes any sense if you understand what i mean like it's they they've they ha- it's almost like they are, were at odds with each other it's like what, okay what, we have this
0: yeah explain it for the listeners cuz even if i get it we should make sure everybody understands
1: yeah so what i mean is it's it's so they had an idea in mind before this movie it seems right jj had an idea ryan johnson took it in another direction and and then they figured like oh people are complaining about these movies so now Let's, let's do what they're asking us to do, basically. That's like, let's go to Reddit and pick up the 20 angriest comments yeah. and make a story out of that. Mm-hmm. And then that was at odds with what they needed to do in terms of making the movie compelling. And so the story, the backstory or like the, let's, let's use fancy terms, the underlying narrative construct of the movie. Wow is not served by the way that the story is presented. No. By, so things like, for example, um, let's pick a, a, a thing. Okay, let's pick a small thing. The whole thing on Carrie on Russell's planet, whatever her name was, Tori? Tori, right?
0: Was she Tori or was it the planet Tori?
1: No, her planet was like Kimijiri, Kajimiri, something like that. The one that gets blown up with the space tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tori, no, Tori is the character's name, if I'm not mistaken. So that so they were trying to. This is what I mean about the underlying narrative construct, right? They were trying to set up a backstory to make Poe a more well-rounded character. They wanted to put it, his past as being shady. They wanted to kind of equate him with Han Solo in terms of what role he plays in that in that yeah. you know group. All of those things. That that's that's what I mean with the underlying narrative construct.
0: Yeah, you didn't need to to nail Poe into that. Han Solo backstory right yeah that's so but but they wanted to okay sure Let, uh it just so we're clear here her name is Zori oh Zori okay and the, she's I, from, I'm Zori okay I'm yeah you're very Zori and she's from uh Kijimi
1: uh I was not that far from the planet yeah then. yeah I was like 70% right <laughs>
0: yeah close enough
1: so so they wanted to put like okay Poe is not just some fly like you know fancy fly boy Right? He he has this whole story before he joined the Alliance or the Rebellion or the Resistance, whatever we're calling them now. But then that was one of first of all, too late. Because it should have started in the first movie, not in
0: the third. Right. So now it becomes MacGuffin instead of just his story. It,
1: exactly. It, it becomes a, a rushed. Let's, you know, let's rush this story. Let's put him in that okay. How do we do this? Oh, the only person that could possibly do what we need to do. <clears throat> with c3po is in kajimi kajimi
0: yeah, right?
1: Yep. yep. Uh, oh and it just happens to be the one place i didn't want to go back to oh why is that oh you know things get back there you know get a face full of gun right away yeah and then because it was you know a rush thing they didn't have the time to establish the fact that oh they were sort of probably there was some sort of a romantic slash se- sexual tension between Zori and Poe, and he abandoned her and he betrayed her. But she, you know, she's mad at him. She's mad at him because she loves him, not because he was just a dick. There's no time to explain that. It's just like fa- face full of, of gun, you know. And then who are these people that are with you now? Oh, there's this woman. Maybe I'm maybe Zori is jealous. I don't know. She beats the fuck out of everybody except for Zori. Points a lightsaber at her. Oh, you know, I like you.
0: What? I I, I hate to reference Solo as a good a good example. Of something. <laughs> okay, but I will say if you look at the sort of story arc they give um, Solo in the Solo movie, and they give Kira. Oh yeah, yeah. You 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 understand that when they meet up again, they have a connection and how they might be mad at each other. Or in the case of, of Kira, it's like she knows she shouldn't do anything with him because she works for, for Crimson's son, but she can't not do something with him because she has a relationship and a backstory with him. And, and yeah. that was really well done. And the opposite happens here. She's like, she's mad at him and he does nothing to show that what the relationship was and why she might forgive him. She just forgives him and gives her, her him the next MacGuffin so they can move on to the next part of the movie.
1: Yeah. And, and that, that one is one of the most egregious ones I find because, you know, like you said with Kira, like you understand the conflict. When she sees Han, she goes back to being the girl on Karelia. not, not the lieutenant of, of Crimson Dawn or Crimson Sun, sorry. Right? Is, is it I Crimson it's Dawn? Crimson Dawn. Crimson Sun. I think it's Crimson Dawn. I think, I think
0: it is Crimson Dawn. It's, I'll look it it's up.
1: It's a Paul Bettany's thing there. I don't even remember his name. But whatever, right? So you're
0: right. That yeah, cr- there crimson is... Sun is a band <laughs> from Finland.
1: Maybe they're the ones playing that party.
0: Maybe. Crimson Dawn is the Star Wars. Part, yeah, so. <laughs>
1: so you you see that, you know, there's a conflict there because there's a backstory that was, you know, well-established. And, and you're right. It's it's weird to reference something from Solo as a good thing. But that, that was that well put together. I agree, right? And then here, she's mad at him. She's like, I could shoot you in the face. Then she's like, oh, you know, we're going to turn Rey in. Then she beats up everybody. It's like, oh, I like you. Why? And then... Okay, so what's happening? Oh, they go do the thing with... with uh, uh, Our
0: lord uh, and savior, Babu.
1: Babu Freak, yeah. Our lord and savior, yes. Darth Babu. <laughs> um, and then... Oh, no, General Babu, right? He would be with the Alliance. Yeah, thank you. Um, and then, meanwhile, they're trying to do some exposition for Poe. Oh, you know, what's happening? Uh, blah, blah, blah. I can't, hear the, can't stand to hear the cries anymore. I have this MacGuffin. Sorry, this Captain's badge or whatever that it's going Med- to get medallion medallion yes
0: captain's that's, medallion
1: that's going to let me dock into any ship blah, blah, blah. okay i'm fine that i don't care that that part is fine Her, how it me, thing, how
0: it works i love it, yeah the, it being a macguffin i hate
1: yeah and then she's like oh i'm gonna use this i'm gonna get out of the planet okay good then fast forward a few minutes here take this wait
0: why? That was her only way of getting out of the planet that she's... she's and she doesn't even go with them, right? If a yeah. kick it off planet, it's like, here, take me with you, and you can use this medallion. Great. Yeah. Or, like, even blackmail him. It's like, you owe me. You owe yeah. me to get me out of this
1: fucking hellhole, and I'll even throw in the medallion for you. Like, that would have been a much better arc, right? No. Just take this, and I'll stay here. Um, okay. Like,
0: <laughs> to the point of, like, like... It's hard to know like when a MacGuffin's happening because <laughs> yes. everything is a MacGuffin in this movie. Like they go – they have to find this, the planet, right? So that's fine. Your story is you need to find Exegol on board. And the only way to find Exegol is you need this tracker. Great. Still on board. All tracks. So now we get this dagger. Great. We need to decode the dagger. Still on board. But now, all of a sudden, C three PO can't tell you what's on the dagger because of real programming that apparently Anakin Skywalker put into him, based on the no nine sense. moves we have. But, why would Anakin way, ever do that? Right. No why idea. would anyone ever do that? It's like, oh no, sure. you
1: have this this droid that can translate any language, but you know, the one language that we're not going to let him translate is the one that can tell our enemies, you know, our enemies' plans. Let's right. do that.
0: So so that doesn't make sense. So there's MacGuffin number one, because now you need an excuse to go to Babu Frick to have his mind wiped to get the thing out of Or sorry, you have to go get the thing out of his mind. So you go to Babu Frick, which I love that we got to go to Babu, so I'm going to yeah. give it a pass. But <laughs> on, on this planet, other than Babu, on this planet, we meet Zori, and Zori is there uh, to, A, I guess, fill out his backstory, but B, provide the MacGuffin of being Zori, who has the medallion, who can be his ex-lover, who will give him the medallion for no reason whatsoever, and then disappear from his life.
1: Yeah. And not take the fucking helmet off at all at any point. No,
0: never. And then that leads to the MacGuffin of finding out that, spoiler alert, remember when we killed Chewbacca? Just kidding. And like they tell us that within two minutes, which is just a whole other thing to unpack. So that's like, that's
1: that's less of a MacGuffin, I would say, and that's more like not having the balls really to to do what they want to do. And, uh, and I said this when we were, we were watching, but how many people do we think died and did not die in this movie? The only person that actually really, really dies is, well, Leia and Kylo, or Ben at that point.
0: Everybody else comes back. What about Snap? Who? The pilot, the guy from Heroes. Oh,
1: yeah, Well, Parkman? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, so you you were saying, you know, we thought Chewie died, and that Ray like that was so ballsy. I remember watching that in in the, in the in the theater. I was like, "Holy shit!" They were gonna have Ray mistakenly kill Chewie. That is
0: ballsy as fuck. Yeah. Nope. Two minutes later, he's fine. It. Uh, I, I would have respected if they'd like dragged it out for like a half hour, forty five minutes, where you're just like yeah, Chewie's dead. No, like immediately tell us Chewie's alive.
1: No. Yeah. Like to bring him back, driving like
0: piloting the Millennium Falcon to join the. The end battle. Yeah, that'd be yeah. that'd have been cool. So yeah, so like Chewbacca's not a, a MacGuffin, like, but but the idea that Ray can sense him on the ship and then she knows that Dagger's also there, um, is it's just like all these things that add up and they just they drive the plot for no other reason than to drive the plot, and and I know you have to drive the plot, but it seems like they keep inventing little things and offshoots and and reasons and and gizmos and gadgets to drive the plot when they shouldn't need to have to do that. Well,
1: yeah, right? Ma- MacGuffins are fine. Like if you've ever watched the movie Ronin with Robert De Niro where they have that that bag, or even, even Pulp Fiction, you never know what is in that in that uh, uh, briefcase. You don't have to, right? It's fine. But here it's like not only do they use the MacGuffins, but like they overuse them and then they toss them away in terms of narrative that, okay, now it's fine.
0: Right, yeah, I guess, that the, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm like the idea that you, you need that dagger to get to the, the the wayfinder is fine. I don't think that's the MacGuffin I complain about is the idea that to get on the ship, you need a medallion, right? Like,
1: well, the medallion
0: is a MacGuffin, like, they, yeah, we've seen them that's the do, real MacGuffin,
1: yeah. We've seen them do a million ways of trying, like, the previous movie. The you know DJ slices through their their shield. I didn't even know that it was a possibility. And then he goes into the ship. And and honestly, the way that it, that it works, and we, we talked about this as we were watching. Okay, so now he has the medallion. Why is Zori not with him? Nobody can explain. Oh, I guess it's because we thought he, she died when the the space dick blows blows the planet up only for her to be back, right?
0: Well, that's, that's the thing, right? Like, if you had been like, listen, we're going to get this, we're going to this planet because we have to get the information out of, of out of C-3PO's head. It's like, I don't like it, but I get it. But the add-on the idea that you're going to meet someone who doesn't matter at all, and they're going to give you a thing to get on the ship, which you don't actually need to get on a ship. And then, but this person's not going to be like, this is how we're going to add this person to our crew, and she's going to be valuable later on in the story. That's where I'm just like, what the fuck are we doing?
1: And and why did you do it that way? Just yeah. bring her with you. And I I just thought of something. If Kajimi blew up, Babu Freak is dead, man. Who? Babu Freak. No, no, Babu Freak
0: was on the ship uh, at the end with with. Uh, oh, that's right. Sorry, they didn't even do that. Fuck, that's right. Yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing bad happened. No, nothing matters. Yeah, that's
1: the thing. So that's what I was getting at. So like, okay, so they put the medallion on that. Ship that they found in the middle of the sand, correct. And then they dock into the Star Destroyer.
0: Uh huh. That is correct, sir.
1: And then, okay, so they had the thing that would give them the access. I will, like I said, when we were watching, it would have made much more sense if they were going into a, a like an Imperial or a First Order planet, and they had the 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 thing that would just allow them to get past any any checks. Fine, yeah, a,
0: la, a la Rogue One, perfect yeah. example.
1: Yeah, 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 but not, not a. The, so they dock in, and then three stormtroopers come to 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 see who it is. Get shot in the face. Then some more stormtroopers are there. Get shot in the face too. And nothing else happens for a good they, five minutes. They
0: they run around the star destroyer, shooting everybody they can see. And there's no alarms. There's no like, hey, there's some guys on our ship. Like there's this, like. I understand you say yeah, it's a captain that's a captain ship. Okay. The captain comes off, but when you go down there, like where's the captain, right? Like, shouldn't there be like people being like, li- we weren't expecting the ship so many times in star Wars. they're like, Oh, Hey, freighter 229. You're not due to be docking here. What's going on. Yeah. And here's not- just like, Hey, Captain going get in the ship, shoot some guys. We'll come check you out later. We don't care, man. We also have never cruiser. seen that
1: before ever. Like the, Oh, the, let me just slot this physical thing here. It's not a code. It's not a shard. It's just a physical thing you slot into some random thing, and now nobody's going to hail you or ask you where you're coming from. Right. All right. Let's, yeah. let, let
0: so let's progress from here because we're 40 minutes in and we've been ragging on this medallion for like 15.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, like, just going back to my point, and then and we can, you know, that's what I was saying. So, they had this they wanted to do with the story poe needs a backstory we need a lot of interest for him for some reason oh i guess so that we don't think that he's gay and that finn is gay and they're going to be together because honestly again,
0: that's the only reason why i can see that happened at all yeah
1: yeah um, and the same thing with rose right and then with the with uh jana i think is her name the the the, the four stru- stormtroopers as i'm calling them now yeah and but now we don't have a good way of doing this and with the runtime that we have so let's just throw it together because the God forbid J.J. Abrams' let action drop for a second for something that matters, right? Because if you think about it, the only movie in, the, in these three that has some sort of a, a, a belly, let's call it, in the action is the second yeah. movie, which is not his. So J.J., there's no dropping the action. You have to keep the action going.
0: There's no time for actual growth. Yeah. Because you don't stop the action.
1: And this, to me, happens throughout the movie. The whole, all of the the stuff that they need to do, it, you know, with trying to amp up the danger but not having a decent way of building that up. Let's just put space dicks on 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 star destroyers and have them blow up planet planets, right? All of those things. That so, this is a thing that happened with the first movie, but much more so in this one. And so, let's progress from the sorry. Since we we were talking about Kojimi, let's progress from there, right? So, yep. like, I don't even remember. So they get captured because, of course, they do.
0: Yeah, they go into the, the Star Destroyer. They get captured. Uh, Ray and Kylo Force time again.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, and and then they they need to, he needs to find out where she is, and yeah. they do by fighting. Which I actually it was a cool scene. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Very but, well done. Yeah, and then Hux turns out to be the evil guy or the spy and helps him escape. And oh, Hux that's right. Shot. That's
1: when we find out th- uh, that that whole idea. Holy shit.
0: Honestly, like, it's a good arc for Huck's, but also, like, why? Like, I guess, I, you know, I don't care. I don't want to waste my time on Huck's. He didn't matter in this movie.
1: Yeah. He, he got
0: sidelined not. like... Um, like Rose did. Like Rose did. I'm yeah. not even going to waste my time. It's unfortunate he got sidelined. I thought his character was interesting. I don't know why they replaced him with Richard E. Grant necessarily, but narrative license.
1: Yeah, should have been, honestly, Hux going behind uh, Kylo Ren's back and talking directly to the Emperor. That would have been a lot better. Mm-hmm. But they needed a spy because who was going to save, you know, everybody
0: the Emperor's from being back. executed? Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. Um, so if you pro- progress from that story in a larger arc sense... You have Ray runs away from everybody, pulls a Luke. Luke comes back and tells her not to be a douche, and then she flies herself to the planet, and then all this stuff happens.
1: Yeah, all another one, another. You know, let's rush this. No, let's rush this. She's like, "Oh shit, I'm from the dark side. I'm gonna go to the same planet that Luke did." No, 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 go back. Okay, fine. Like you're, the the thing that took Luke the whole movie, until the previous movie took Ray five minutes. To
0: well, do it. she did have Luke telling her not to do it, which certainly helps.
1: Yeah, but still, like, the, like sh- there's no conflict in her that matters, is what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's the crux of the arc again. If we go back to the three stories, it's like race perfect. She has, I forget how I put it. It was like she has concerns, but no crises, right? It's like, yeah, am I making the right decision? But she always makes the right decision.
1: Yeah, the one mistake she ever makes is when she uses forest lightning by mistake, which let's let's talk about that for two minutes, if we if we do at all. How? Why? It's not something that is innate, it's something that's learned. They they established this in the prequels that only the really powerful Sith can do that. Darth Vader never uses it. Ever. But bro,
0: she's she's a palpatine. <laughs> yeah.
1: But that that had never mattered before, right?
0: Um well, as we've learned from Star Wars, it only matters if you're a Palpatine or Skywalker, otherwise you don't matter. But that's the thing. Even even with the Skywalkers, it's not like
1: they have this, like, bloodline power. It's not that how that works. It's, it's yes, it, yes, it is.
0: You heard well, Palpatine. He's like, he has all the Sith in him.
1: Dude, like, uh, no, let's not even <laughs> get into that now. <laughs> we'll get to that at the end. What, what I mean is you can't say that just because she's a Palpatine, she can use Forest Lightning, like by by like i don't know blood memory i don't know what it, what that it, is
0: i i will give this is one of those things where i'm going to give them some credit because they're trying to tell the story i think for me if you're saying Ray's really powerful we don't know what she's capable of having that happen is like oh shit she's that capable but when you <laughs> But that's like a vacuum. Look at it, and the challenge here, and this is the thing I said to you while you're watching the movie, is the biggest fundamental problem here is they don't put boxes around anything that can happen in the universe. And the reference I used was Harry Potter. And in Harry Potter, you're basically told from the get go that the most, the two most powerful wizards are Voldemort and Dumbledore, and there's one good one, one bad one. And you're like, and then Harry Potter has this weird mystery where he stopped the most evil wizard, but no one knows how he did it. And as you go through the story, all of your power levels are based on the kids versus the teachers, and then eventually Voldemort versus Dumbledore. And so when something cool happens, it's always done by Voldemort or Dumbledore, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, he's the most powerful wizard, I guess he can do that shit. And all your bases works from there. And in Star Wars, all of our bases was the Emperor can do lightning, Vader can't, and mostly they have lightsaber duels and jump around and throw shit at each other. That was our baseline. Yeah, Obviously, you want to grow that baseline because that baseline was set because, you know, technology and a whole bunch of reasons in the 70s. 100%, yeah. But we came into this movie and you said, here's this person who lives on a fucking desert planet whose parents don't matter and she can do everything. And so can also this other evil guy who left his training and is incomplete because he's got a weird crackly lightsaber and he's got feelings and he doesn't know how to deal with them. And, like, maybe Snoke taught him a bit, but, like, they're just throwing out new powers, left, right, and center, at things that s- clearly seem way better than Luke had ever done or the Emperor had ever done. Well, the whole point of the both of them being able to, you know,
1: stop a ship and try to, you know what I mean? Like Luke, like you said when we were watching, Luke couldn't lift a fucking X-Wing out of a swamp. And and Ray can just, you know, point her hand at, at something and not only stop the ship, but, like, by mistake, because she was put, putting so much power into it, she forced lightning the fuck out of the ship and exploded it. Yeah. I guess that was a precursor. I never thought of that. It, it was a precursor or like some foreshadowing as to what forced lightning could act- actually do. So that is a way of saying, hey, she exploded that one ship, but that's nothing. Like, look at what force lightning can actually do.
0: Yeah, I, I guess. But but the thing was, you said force lightning could only like zap Luke and Vader before, right?
1: yeah. Well, oh, she stopped it with, with the lightsaber. Like, what the fuck? Again, what, what can yes.
0: lightsabers do? This is the thing, right? There's no, <laughs> there's no box around how this is how things work. Like, you see ships, and it's like, we can just put a space stick on a ship. It doesn't matter. You don't need a Death Star anymore. It doesn't matter. 35 years, we've been able to take a Death Star, which was, like, the size of a planet, and yep. we have miniaturized it onto a fucking Star Destroyer. That, that, like, I guess, but, like, that's wild that you could do that.
1: Uh, and let's let's not even talk about how the hell were those star destroyers put together, who built them with what resources, because Exegol clearly isn't a planet that has all the resources they would need. Not that we right? saw. Or people to build them. I don't know. Did did Palpatine force conjure the fucking things?
0: Yeah, sure. He's on all powerful. Yeah. But this is this is the fundamental thing, is they don't explain anything. So they come in, and they say we have we have the level set to say this is how the Star Wars world works or the Star Wars universe works, and they don't explain to us how things have changed or why these things have changed, like the Force Diamond or dyad or dyad Didum, dyad whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> they just drop they drop that knowledge, saying, "Oh, we're a Force Dyad."
1: If you want to talk about a MacGuffin, then that it what the fuck does take, that mean? It doesn't even take physical form, and it's a it's a MacGuffin. Yeah,
0: it's completely thrown in like why couldn't you explain what that was to me like yeah. have someone sit down and say this is why this is and this is super powerful and then when the emperor sucks all the life i was like oh shit it's because there's a the thing oh but he does explain oh it's it's very rare
1: and it has like like unlimited power it can even bring me back from the dead what 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 and it doesn't even get to properly explain it. I was waiting for it. It doesn't even get to properly explain it that, oh, that was a clone of the Emperor. Right? We have to hear it from other sources, which just sucks. Don't, yeah. don't make me go read other shit to understand your movie.
0: Yeah, it's, it just it all just is is paced poorly. The logic is not there. They just assume you're going to believe whatever they throw at you without actually proving it to you or giving you information on why this is important later. Like the fact that the emperor says it right before he does it is like fuck, man. Just you could have told me like you know like a, an hour ago and then I could have. Have mask not explain what it means? Whatever. Yeah, and then when when Kylo shows up, it's like oh shit. Well, the, the diad is there and now like. Oh, that's not going to be good because he could probably do some fucked up things if he gets it. Like it it adds anticipation or like excitement or concern to the movie. Not like, oh, hey, um, great. I can suck the life out of you and it makes me more powerful. Awesome. I'm just like, what?
1: Yeah. Make make us fear the fact or, or like be scared of the fact that, oh, man, they can't be both together in the presence of the emperor because of the diet thing.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: We were like, okay, they just... Oh, now what I thought the first time I watched it was like, oh, maybe the two of them together can take on the emperor. Well, if I'm honest, when I was watching this the first time, I was so mad by that time that I didn't really care. I just wanted the movie to end. But but yeah, and it's it has like even the whole Leia thing. Oh, you know, I'm gonna reach out to my son and one last time. And what, like, what? Why? Why did it work now? You know what I mean? So so you're saying that, you know, Han getting killed by Kylo Ren now doesn't really matter so much. Because, or, or worse, you're saying me, you're telling me that if, if Leia had reached out together with Han when he talked to, to Kylo on that bridge, then he wouldn't have died? Because maybe the both of them together, because is that maybe. what you're telling me? So, like, yeah. you see how I, what I'm saying, like, that I said a while ago, that it just ruins the other movies, too. And I said this when we had the, the podcast episode about Force Awakens, that, you know, the other two movies make make that movie worse by, by comparison, or by in retrospect. Yeah. I just wanted to bring up, you know, nonsensical scenes that at least look cool, like, you know, riding horses on top of a Death Star. Sorry, on, on top of a Star Destroyer. Um... And the whole thing with, oh, the lander. He didn't make it to the lander. Well, go pick him up. No, the lander just does one landing and that's it. And then, oh no, I'll go pick him up with my with my X-Wing. No, no, no. The Millennium Falcon, which is like three times the size, is faster inside an atmosphere. How?
0: That is, that's definitely us being nitpicky assholes oh, yeah. about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if the movie didn't piss us off so much, we'd be like, yeah, well, cool. Well, they picked him up. Good job, guys. We
1: would just like, like, you know, shake our heads and move on. Basically, is that makes no yeah. sense, but whatever. If the movie was cool, we would we would excuse it, right? Yes. And then we get to the last bits that I wanted to talk about, which is Palpatine sucking, like you said, sucking the life of the Force dyad. And then, proceeding to force lightning an entire fucking armada of ships on his own. Basically, you know, forcing... Like, the ships couldn't do something, and he alone did the thing. Just destroyed, started destroying, or at least disabling out of the ships. Yep. And so, Rey pretends she's gonna go with the, the thing, but she feels Kylo, she... Force times him the lightsaber, and then the the Knights of Ren, which didn't even talk about because of how useless they are, continue to be useless. Basically, just serve as father for for lightsaber injuries.
0: I don't know why the Knights of Ren couldn't have kicked some ass on Kijimi to show me why I should be scared of them.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't see why you could, all of the things that that you know were really dangerous to be done. Uh, that was done by stormtroopers. Could not have been done by them. I don't see why they couldn't have put a, a good fight against Ray, and maybe Ray could have like killed one of them, something like that. No, just let's just call them the Knights of Ren because it sounds cool and fuck everybody.
0: Well, like to the point of when when Ray and Kylo fought Snoke's guard in in his throne room actually they killed Snoke. That was pretty cool, and those guys you know held their own, considering they didn't have lightsabers and questions about lightsabers what can they can or can't do notwithstanding that fight was fun and those guards were like oh yeah those guys were pretty good they are way more foul foul, and scary than the knights of rent to me oh yeah and that fight scene took it was like they were both of them together fighting them
1: and it was harder than each of them fighting about the same number of people alone yeah so like she was fighting the emperor's guard there just nobody even touched her and the moment kylo had the the lightsaber he just fucking murdered everybody there too yeah so that, like, Easily. again, that fight scene, useless now because of this one.
0: Mm-hmm. Correct.
1: And it, it wasn't like, oh, they're much more powerful. It wasn't earned. It was the now, now they can. Right? And then, you know, she, uh, sorry, uh, Palpatine pushes Kylo into a hole. Oh, Kylo's dead. Uh, spoiler alert. No, he's not. And then he turns the lightning on her the same lightning that was disabling ships correct it turns it on her and she holds it off with one lightsaber Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's correct
1: okay and then all right she's holding it now she gets another lightsaber and for some reason that makes it easier to hold the lightning but not Mm -hmm. only that it makes it so that the lightning doesn't even have to be sent by palpatine to go back at him and fucking fry him on the spot
0: yeah, they, um, as I said, they did the uh, search for, no, not search for the Holy Grail, uh, coming on the Arctum.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, thing? they just yeah.
0: Melt, melted his face, just yeah. Like they did in Raiders. I mean,
1: he he was talking about a final solution, so that makes sense. Got him. But, and here's the thing that you always say. How can we be sure that he's actually dead? He died once already. Why does it matter that he died now?
0: This time his body blew up.
1: So. Yeah, last time it did too, you exploded on the fucking reactor.
0: Nah, but it's different this time. Mm-hmm.
1: Is it? I don't know. I don't think it is at all. I think if they need, if, if Disney needs more money, they'll make you know, episode ten. The Emperor's skeleton is back, or whatever.
0: No, it's the Emperor's new groove. Come on, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then the 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 eleventh or the they had the eleventh movie would be the Emperor's new groove two, Electric Boogaloo. Exactly. You know he can do electricity.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's perfect.
1: Yeah. And so she uses the thing to kill him. And she was like, oh, I can't kill him. I don't hate him. I'm not going to kill him in hate. But she did. She used his own power to fucking turn him into ash. Mm -hmm. Right? And then she dies doing that for some reason.
0: Uh, Narrative license.
1: Uh, Okay. And then, well, surprise, surprise. Yet another person isn't dead. Just like Chewie, just like Zori, just like you know whoever else died in this fucking movie.
0: Narrative license.
1: Uh, he comes back, and then he force heals her. They fucking kiss. Why? That makes no sense.
0: Narrative license.
1: And then she, he dies? And she was probably thinking of, you know, keep keeping that sort of disgusting force healing back and forth. But then he disappears because he was redeemed.
0: Uh, narrative license.
1: <sighs> <sighs> and then, even worse than that, we finish this movie with Ray going back to... Well, first of all, Mass giving Han's medal back to Chewie to just add insult to injury.
0: Okay. We're just going to tie up some little things here. Okay. I'll, let you, I'll let you finish the, the, the Chewy medal, and then I'm going to tie up my piece with this movie, like little little nitpick things. Go for it. I finish it. Okay. Yeah. So Maz gives Chewy Han's medal. Why? Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Stupid. Now it's not the time, Maz. If it's like, oh, Han, Han, I have some of Han's stuff. Do you want it? Do it off screen. Do it later. Don't care. That's stupid. Two, we have the weird like lesbian kiss at the end where they come back. Stupid, just pandering. Not even making an effort. There's no relationship there. I don't know why those two kissed. I don't know why you show me they kissed. Yep. I, don't give a, I don't give a fuck about those two. Make like, like you said,
1: make Poe and, and Finn kiss. Yeah, that was care for.
0: Give me two people who have a relationship and matter, and I'll care. That's just pandering and it's insulting. Sidelining Rose for no reason. I don't know why you sideline Rose, other than the people didn't like her and like fuck people. Like you could have given her a job to do that wasn't checking out old star charts. She didn't matter to the movie, and you just had her around so people couldn't be like, oh, where'd Rose go? Like, that was cowardly, and it's really frustrating. Yep. Agreed. And, like, it's just those little things that bug the hell out of me. Going back to the Death Star, um, having the space sticks.
1: You mean the Star Destroyers? Well,
0: yeah, like both. Like, it's all bad. Like, you know, if, you had, if he had, had one Star Destroyer with a space stick, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, well, damn!" Now they got a mobile, like a way more mobile like thing. That's interesting. Like it would been believable. The fact that when they show you the the planet where he has uh, his new army, and that's just like hundreds and hundreds of Star Destroyers, doesn't make any sense. There's so many things that go on in this movie that it just don't make sense, and they're kind of insulting that we won't believe you can tell a story that isn't about stakes that were bigger than the last movie, and it bugs me to no end that they just pander to us and treat us like idiots the entire way through.
1: Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's pandering in the sense of like, okay, you guys complain, here you go. You idiots. Like that's, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, yeah, I don't have anything to add in terms of like nitpicking things. Well, I, I would, but like they're too nitpicky. So I just want to talk about the one last thing that caps, as I said when we were watching, it's the the shit cherry and the shit Sunday, okay. Which is Ray going back to Tatooine, oh, yes. which is a, is a is a planet that does not fucking matter, other than the fact that that was where they were hiding Luke from the Empire. That's yep. that's the only reason they went to Tatooine was because it was a backwater planet that nobody gave a shit about. That's it.
0: Yeah, because because <laughs> this is this is weird, but like. I don't. I don't understand how uh, Darth Vader couldn't remember that he had like a like his his mom had parents there or friend, like family there. Maybe maybe it was something there. But anyway, so they stick Luke on that planet because his aunt and uncle are there. And, yeah. And Obi Wan goes there to make sure that he's safe, and they send Leia to Alderaan to make sure. So there's like two people looking after them, right? That's that's why that is. But Luke oh, doesn't look. fucking like Anakin Tatooine was, at all.
1: Anakin was born in, in Tatooine according yes, to he, the wikipedia yeah okay. so his
0: mom was from there and okay. then they take luke back there because he has like anakin's brother i think is owen or like not his brother but his cousin so it's like some like loose familiar connection to owen
1: yeah so okay so then at least he's going back to you know the place where anakin was born i don't i uh, she is going sorry i don't know yeah, that but, i buy that
0: well it, no because she's not going back there because of anakin she's going back there because of luke Yeah, you don't you don't see fucking Hayden Christensen show up at the end in in the visions.
1: Well, you know, thanks, thank God for small miracles, I guess. Yeah, but but then she goes there and she buries the two lightsabers. First of all, why?
0: Uh, Narrative license.
1: Oh, let me just make a parenthesis here that I I was pissed off with. You know, in the first in the eighth movie. He tosses the lightsaber over his shoulder. And then in this movie, he goes, you shouldn't throw a lightsaber. Like, you have more respect for weapons. I mean, p- pick one, bro. I, I know it's supposed, it's, a, no, it's supposed to show that he was wrong and that kind of stuff. But whatever. Right? Whatever. Whatever. I like Luke, Luke appearing in this movie. I'm happy, at least about that. Okay? Okay. Yep. And so she goes there. And then some random person passing by is like, oh, nobody's come here in so long who are you? I'm Ray. Uh, and I, if you, you remember this from the theater, cause I was like, don't. And then she looks to some random place and then it shows Luke and Leia as ghosts. And I'm like, don't fucking say, because I was like, why is this movie called the rise of this of Skywalker it should be yeah. rise of Palpatine.
0: Yeah. And wait then for it.
1: She looks at them and they look at her as if they were her parents, even though they're brother and sister twins, right. by the Close. way. Very. Yeah. And right. then she looks at this old toothless lady and says, I'm Ray Skywalker. And I literally wanted
0: to punch the screen. Well, it's because also the toothless lady is like, Ray who? Like, what the fuck does that matter, old toothless lady?
1: And she had said, I don't have any family name. I like, keep it. Doesn't matter who she is. Doesn't matter who her family is. Right. I would rather have she have said I'm Ray Palpatine and have the old lady go oh shit and run away <laughs> in fear.
0: First of all, if you don't <laughs> have family in Star Wars, your last name has to be Solo.
1: Hmm. No, that's please. how that works. Please don't, don't, don't. That's how it works. No, I, I hate it.
0: <clears throat> this Ray this reminds me of the- Solo.
1: No, no. <laughs> This reminds me of the Game of Thrones thing where if it's a bastard, you name him after the, the land where they were born. Jon Snow and, you know, whoever else know, Ramsay Snow and the sand from the people that were born in like wherever Oberyn was from. I don't remember anymore. Anyway, whatever. Right. But like, why? Why say Ray Skywalker? No, you're not a Skywalker. It doesn't matter how much you like them. It doesn't matter how much they like you right and oh another thing they tried to hand wave in this is how leia is actually a jedi master she did train with lightsabers she you know here's leia's lightsaber um why didn't she use any of her training in the other two movies she did no she didn't force mary poppins doesn't count
0: that's that's force powers bro
1: yeah but like what about fighting with a lightsaber what about it whatever i'm done how, with this fucking how's thing. she gonna
0: fight with a lightsaber when she's in space doing space battles
1: I don't know. Luke managed to do that inside ships. So did Obi Wan. So did all every, every other fucking lightsaber user. Even Kylo Ren fought with lightsabers inside things, right?
0: But Princess Leia was never on an enemy ship. Well, they didn't, they didn't board an, any enemy ships.
1: Then have an enemy board the fucking ship that she's in, and show me that you can do it. Don't give me a three-second scene with that.
0: Now we'll just wrap it up at the end. It's fine. I anyway, heard, I don't think you've heard me. Narrative license, bro, covers everything.
1: Dude, don't. Just, you know, shut the fuck up and tell me you're rating for this.
0: Well, um, since you asked so nicely, uh, I'm going to give this movie... It's tough because if you set the precedent that this is a one, then it means you trap yourself into, what if a movie is worse than this? And mm-hmm. I say that because... <laughs> <laughs>
1: We don't know what's to come.
0: (laughs) I hate this movie. It frustrates me, but I don't think it's literally the worst thing I've ever watched. I think it's a very poor narrative story. I think there are some interesting things that happen, but overall, my biggest beef with this movie is a beef with the three movies in general. And so I think I'm going to give it three out of 10. Okay. Uh, it's got great visuals. Um, there's a couple of set pieces, like fights, that are interesting, and so I think those things get it to like a three. The story makes no sense, um, and and at the end of the day, uh, this is what I was coming to. the end of the day, this wraps the three story, the three three movies into none of what happened matters, really. L- like, obviously, it matters in in the sense of the universe because they stop the big bad, but but. You just ran through the status quo. So we're at the same point we were when we left Luke, Leia, and Han, and Chewie after Return of the Jedi. Yeah. So it's like one giant ass sitcom where you got to leave everything the way you found it.
1: Yeah. I think someone said something about I would watch, you know, the sitcom of, you know, Palpatine and his sons, like Palpatine raising a son. Yeah. And, like I would watch that as a, as a sitcom.
0: like it it doesn't do anything to this universe the universe isn't made better by these movies existing the characters they added aren't fleshed out enough to make them meaningful in most cases Ray is fucking Superman by the time you leave and Finn doesn't matter although maybe he has force powers Poe is now in charge of, of everything but he's still an idiot um the resistance is still like 20 people at best the first order is I guess done um Doesn't do anything to make the Star Wars universe more interesting. Mm -hmm. And and it just that's why it's such a letdown to me. Yep. Uh
1: my rating for this movie is two out of ten. And I I will explain it in the same kind of in the same vein that you did. So I agree with you. Great visuals. Uh some very interesting ideas. Babu Freak is my hero. So the reason why for me it's a two and not a, a three, it's because exactly because there were glimpses of good ideas and of good things there that everything else ruined. That's why it brings it down for me. And I, a lot of the things, like the way that this movie left the, the, the universe or the setting, let's call it, is what I would have liked to have seen maybe at the end of the seventh movie. And I'll explain that. So like you said, Poe is in charge of everything. Right, and, and Lando calls this out when he says, "Oh, I, I'm not ready," and and Lando says, "When were we ever ready? Right. me, Han, Luke, Leia, we weren't ready. We never were ready. We just did it." Yeah, that's what I wanted to see because what happened with this, these three movies was that every time something important had to be done or every time something major had to be decided, they always defaulted back to you know the older characters. You know everything that major that happened that wasn't driven by Ray, yeah, it was driven by them. And and I would have liked to have seen you know somehow for the three major characters to be out, you know, appear in the first movie. Sure, we we knew that that was going to happen, right? Show them there, but have them exit and leave the the trilogy to the three new characters to guide. Not at the end of the last movie. At the end of the first movie, right? And and so because of that, we got three characters that weren't well fleshed out in any of those these movies. The relationship between them is is contrite or, or contrived. Uh, it's forced, really, to some extent. Yeah. Um, their relationships uh, to other characters, the three of them with other characters, is non-existent at, at best and contrived at worst as well. And they never, ever, ever get to leave the shadow of the the three original characters until the very end of the movie when Leia dies and Luke disappears finally. And then Han, you know, has, has to have that last powwow with Ben, right? And so we get three protagonists that could have been super interesting. A woman leading this could have been super interesting. You know, a black guy. Being a stormtrooper on top of everything, and then coming—you would never heard that before—coming to the to the Alliance side. I don't know that I care if he was—he thought he was force sensitive or not. I don't. It's not a bad or a good thing. it's, just, it's an interesting idea, I guess. That was bad, badly used in this movie. And so, they had a bad idea for this movie. A bunch of bad ideas that they strung together with bad glue, and. On top of that, they ruined, this movie ruined the other two, whatever good they did. And whatever good ideas they had in this movie was also ruined by, you know, how fast it needed to go and how many things it had to hand wave. So that's why it's a two for me. Yeah. It kind of cannibalizes itself. In a yeah, way. It's,
0: it's very last season of Game of Thrones where it rushed to do a whole bunch of things it didn't need to rush to do in the first place.
1: Well, this one, at least they had to rush it
0: because it's already a long movie. Right. Yeah, but like the, everything that happens in this movie happens because of this movie, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. if you think about where we left off in um, left The Jedi. Empire Strikes The Empire Strikes Back, oh, okay, we knew we had to come back and finish business,
1: right? Yeah, and we yeah. had to
0: come back and finally take down the Empire. But in this, it's like we came out of the Last Jedi being like, "Oh, race parents don't matter," um, and like Luke sacrificed himself so that the Empire, like they have to take care of the First Order, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. but but then when we come to this movie it's like no you don't have to take care of the first order at all that doesn't matter nothing nothing till now matters now you have to take care of the emperor he's back
1: again yeah he's
0: back again and it's like so everything we did up to this movie didn't fucking matter because this movie erased it all to tell some nonsensical rushed movie when it had three movies to tell us a well-paced story
1: yeah, it 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 does itself a disservice, right, by not picking up from the last movie, but trying to undo everything
0: by adding so many more elements it didn't need to add.
1: Yeah, like that. There was there were some, like I said, interesting ideas. Like I like the idea of you know Zori, her character and her like backstory with Poe. Showed that to me in the first movie. Yeah, and let it play out. You know what I mean? Anyway. Um, I think we've rented enough. Do you have any, yep. nope. any last things you want to add, or are you ready to be done with this shit
0: i'm I'm really glad that the Mandalorian exists, yeah, because it's a good example of how you can tell good stories in the Star Wars universe that are not related to the Skywalkers or the palpatines
1: yeah and And I haven't watched the second season yet, but I know that there's some Jedi action that happens, yep. and I think that that's the best way now. To, to deal with Jedi in like the quote unquote modern Star Wars, and I mean modern in their timeline, because if, if you do something about the Old Republic, sure, shove like Jedi and Sith out of the wazoo, it's fine, but now it's better if they're like these mysterious beings, not yes, you know. I think this is all the time we have for today. Um, we're not wrapping up the whole. Star Wars things yet, like Matt just mentioned, we have The Mandalorian to talk about, at the very least, which is going to be a nice palette cleanser from this garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so look forward to a few more episodes talking about Star Wars. Um, if you're not a Star Wars fan, fuck you, I guess. Um, but if you want to you know, let us know how much more we missed that was shit in this movie, or you know, if anything else you want to talk to us about, feel free to Email us at yourwrongcast at gmail Provided you you're able to scrounge up the neurons to spell your. Uh yeah, this was uh, this was shit. Um, but for now, I am Luciano.
0: Uh, I'm I'm Matt, and you're welcome that we did this for you, so you don't have to experience it. We did this in about half the time that movie takes. So you know, yeah, you're welcome.
1: Yeah, now you can listen to this instead of you know watching that but yeah just remember well i'm gonna change the tag here i think your opinion might be right if you hate this movie otherwise know that about this and everything else obviously given this that you're wrong
0: jj abrams is wrong about narrative license
1: <laughs> okay i will we'll end at that we'll see you guys next time